Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Hope you're okay. It's Tuesday, September the 19th, and we're going to start off today with one of our most read stories on the website. A pub boss says roadworks that closed a busy stretch of road in Medway during most of the summer have had a massive impact on his income. Now, the Three Mariners is based on the Lower Raynham Road, which has regularly been combed off. Reporter Joe Harbert has been looking into this story and joins me now with more. Firstly, Joe, can you explain a bit more about the pub that we're talking about? So the pub which says they are suffering is the Three Mariners in Lower Raynham Road in Raynham. It's based on one of the key routes connecting the town to Gillingham. Um, It was actually taken over by the landlord, Steve Brinsley, uh, alongside his partner, David, back in September 2013. So exactly 10 years ago this month. Um, But it's not until now, though, that they face their biggest challenge yet with all these roadworks. Um, across Raynham, they're just making footfall at the pub far lower than normal, to the point it's costing them thousands of pounds a week in uh, in turnover because of the amount of customers that just aren't, aren't able to turn up anymore. Uh, Mr. Brinsley has even said some of his customers have labelled it as trek, um, and that's why they've they've decided not to come. So, Joe, why has the road been closed? Uh, the road has been closed for many reasons. Um, at first, it was due to the telecoms company City Fibre installing new internet cables for people living in Raynham. Um, but then further issues relating to gas repairs and then water leaks uh, have sort of made the problem a lot worse and just far longer than anyone expected. Um, there was even a closure at the weekend, um, uh, all day on Saturday, um, for um, another telecoms company, Openreach, doing further work. So the, the whole situation has just been sort of, um, it's affected many businesses, um, according to Mr Brinsley, but um, he's one that sort of come out and said that um, uh, he's suffering quite a lot. And what have you heard from local councillors and the authority as a whole? Well, all three councillors from Raynham North have actually um, written to um, the Medway Council uh, Cabinet Member for Highways, uh, Simon Clark, um, about the situation. Um, That's George Perfect, Kwashi Anang and Wayne Spring. Um, All three of them actually wrote a letter uh, back in the summer uh, saying that a review needs to be done of the situation. Um, that's why they've written again in the last couple of weeks, sort of asking, um, you know, about what's going to happen moving forward um, and if a resolution is going to be um, found because of the amount of uh, traffic it's then causing on places like the A2, for example. Uh, it's creating a much more uh, traffic than the normal as a result. So it's kind of a snowball effect is what they've been saying. Um, but in a nutshell, they've essentially said, you know, the situation just needs to be far better managed, um, is what they've said. Joe, thank you ever so much. You can read Joe's article in full by heading to Kent Online. Kent Online News. Next today, and NHS bosses say strike action this week will result in serious challenges for health services across Kent and Medway. Hospital consultants are beginning a two-day walkout and they'll be joined by junior doctors tomorrow. We're in the 10th month now of industrial action across the NHS as staff fight for better pay and working conditions. I've been speaking to Dr Julian Spinks, who's a GP in Medway. I think that if you have a medical emergency, you will still get care. Um, Throughout all the strikes, there's been a lot of care taken to make sure that emergency cover is maintained. However, if you are on a waiting list uh, for a surgery or for an outpatient, then there is a danger that you're going to wait even longer. Although I have to say, if you look at the numbers of people on waiting lists, they were rising long before the strike came into position and in fact, even before the COVID outbreak. 
Yeah, I was going to say waiting lists have been a problem for a very long time. This isn't going to make that situation any better, is it? It's certainly not going to improve things. And uh, when we look at the, the costs of the government, part of it is going to be about trying to recover from this. And so uh, I would like to see both sides getting together again. And the government started to talk. Uh, in Scotland, we've uh, seen an offer which was increased and was accepted. So you know, it's not a situation where it's 35% or nothing. It's a negotiating position. And I think if the government started talking again to the doctors, then there, there's a chance you could come to an agreement, which probably neither party would be happy with, but it's better than where we are now. Yeah, it seems to be there. there is a huge gap, as you say, between what uh, junior doctors are, are after and what the government ha have offered at the moment. But if there aren't any talks, we're not going to get closer to, to any form of agreement. Why, why do you think those talks are broken down? Why are they not happening? Um, it appears to be mostly to do with the government. Uh, they've taken the attitude that the demand was completely unacceptable and that they won't talk and instead they will just offer something. And they, they've gone through the doctors and dentists review body, um, which they say is independent, but in reality, that review body is told how much money is available. So the increase is dependent on how much the government says they will are willing to pay. And so not surprisingly, the amount is closer to what the government wants to pay than maybe what the doctors want to receive. And we can also hear today from Health Secretary Steve Barclay. Well, we've accepted in full the recommendations on the independent pay review body. That means a junior doctor uh, starting in the wards this summer will be getting a pay rise of up to 10.3%. The average for junior doctors is 8.8%, which is, I suspect, more than many of your viewers themselves are receiving. We also responded to the BMA's number one ask, which was for very significant changes to pension taxation, which the government has agreed to, which is an extremely generous uh, uplift. But we also need to be fair to other workers, other workers across the public sector, uh, in terms of how we bring inflation down and manage uh, the costs of that, whether that's in our armed forces, our teachers, elsewhere within the NHS. Uh, and we also be, uh, need to be focused in terms of bringing inflation down as well. So we've got to get the balance right. That's why we've accepted the recommendations in full. But the demand for 35%, which is what the junior doctors are asking for, I don't think is reasonable and would not be consistent with bringing that inflation target down. A man's appeared in court via video link accused of murdering a Canterbury woman who was found dead in a ditch two days after going missing. 54-year-old Claire Knights had been reported missing after going to walk her dog in the Minis Bay area of Birchington last month. Harrison Lawrence Van Poos, who's 20 and from Craven Close in Margate, is expected at Crown Court tomorrow. One in three staff have been removed from the Met Police Unit, where Kent murderer Wayne Cousins served. Action's been taken to try and clean up the force after the officer from Deal kidnapped and killed Sarah Everard. In total, more than a 1,000 officers are currently suspended or on restricted duties, but bosses say it'll take at least two years to get rid of rogue staff. An abuse victim who reported she was sexually assaulted by a Maidstone man as a child has been praised for her courage. Her attacker, Matthew Smith, was convicted of historic crimes after she spoke up. The 39 nine-year-old from Durham Close has been sentenced to three years behind bars. Now, a Medway vicar who took part in a major inquiry into the treatment of people at an immigration removal centre hopes it'll lead to sweeping reforms. It was launched after a panorama investigation in 2017 into how those at Brookhouse at Gatwick were being looked after. Reverend Nathan Ward is now the vicar of St Margaret's Church in Raynham, but used to work there. The public inquiry into uh, alleged abuse at Brookhouse Immigration Removal Centre uh, is a landmark in British history 
and it came through a landmark investigative journalism from the BBC Panorama documentary. And what is clear from the evidence that's been presented to the inquiry over many months is that abuse took place uh, within the centre, that things happened that should never happen in the name of uh, our government. And it's for the report to actually show uh, what's gone wrong and hopefully point out how we can prevent these abuses taking place. You're able to go through what sort of things were were seen. I've seen a bit of the panorama and it's yeah. it's not it's not, you know, doesn't make for good viewing, but if you're able to go through what, right. what's been seen. The BBC Panorama documentary showed uh, physical abuse being meted out um on detainees, some of the most vulnerable detainees in the country with significant mental health issues. Uh, we saw healthcare professionals uh, not carry out their duties and in fact one of them has subsequently been struck off um, by the professional bodies. Uh, we've seen falsification of paperwork as well and, and all of this is on a backdrop of a government policy uh, which seeks to be a hostile place for immigration. Now let's be very clear, the government have a democratic right to remove those who have no lawful reason to be in this country. But in doing that, we must strive to do things better uh, and more humanely, because actually what's clear is that the system isn't working, uh, we've got it wrong, and we have to rethink. But all the time, uh, there's this political pressure uh, on, on immigration, that's really unhelpful. It's unhelpful because it focuses politicians' minds in ways which don't look objectively at the issues and they don't actually then lead to um, solutions which are cheaper, uh, better, more effective and more humane. So you were part of the sort of the senior team in that in that region. Um, when did you stop? I left G4S in 2014. And that was on moral grounds in the sense that you can be part of a system and try and make it better. But actually, I got to the point where I realised being part of it was actually just perpetuating uh, that system. And because of the government rhetoric uh, that still exists today, uh, it's actually impossible, I found, to actually do good in those places. Uh, lots of members of staff that work there do an extraordinarily good job, and we mustn't forget that. Uh, with the report being published tomorrow. But actually, it's an uphill battle and it's something that we all need to take stock of um, as voters as well and write to our MPs and say we must do better. The inquiry's report is due to be published today. Kent Online reports. A man who attacked his girlfriend in Ashford, leaving her with bruises and a cut above her eye, has avoided being sent to prison. A court was told Aaron Henderson already has 39 previous convictions for 79 offences and his victim feared he would kill her. The 46-year-old from Ilford in Essex has been given a suspended sentence and must do rehab days and avoid drinking alcohol. A Ramsgate man who groomed a teenager online has been sent to prison. Jonathan Marin sent explicit pictures and a list of rules to try and control his victim. The 26-year-old from Cecilia Road was described in court as a dangerous predator and has been locked up for four and a half years. Now, the parents of a severely disabled teenager have told the Kent Online podcast the medical care he's getting in a Kent hospital 
hospital is making him worse, not better. James Isles was admitted to Medway Maritime with a rare stomach condition. Now, he was previously treated for it in London back in 2018, but medics here have admitted they have no experience with the illness. The 19-year-old's mum and dad have been speaking to our reporter, Keely Greenwood. We've requested his notes from Great Ormond Street so that we can physically hand them to the teams down here to say, could you please look, you know, we've, I think it was on day three that I first said to the doctor that he was under, um, that this is extremely rare. They admitted that they had never heard or seen of this condition before. And I said, well, here's the details for the consultant in London, please contact him. And they just did, got to day eight and then they went, oh no, we haven't, haven't done anything. So, you can imagine it's just extremely frustrating. Just we're sitting here and getting nothing done at all. Mm. You know, he's he's ended up, he's got to 19, 19 and a half, never, ever had a pressure sore. We requested a, a, an air mattress for him because of his immobility in bed. It took four days to get an air mattress pumped down. And then in that time, he's ended up with three pressure sores. Um, so that's something that could have easily have been prevented so of your 19 years with James is this the worst time you've had we've we've had sort of very different times where he's been really acutely unwell from um, a breathing point of view you know where where we've brought him in and they've had to intubate him here and then we've had to have a retrieval team down from London in the past to to um to then ambulance him back to and he's been intubated on intensive care so we've had some very very scary times um this is very scary but in a very different way scary because we've had to fight the level of care that he's getting we've had to fight the arrogance of the doctors um which adam you feel very strongly that's what they like don't you and yeah um, i think what it, they, they just don't take it, any notice so <coughs> So um, it's like, Tony, Tony made a very good point. We we are not um, medically trained, uh, um, but we are experts in James's yeah. care, and we are experts in all of James's conditions, and we know more than they do about his current condition. But they still do not take your opinions on board, and they still have a, a very strong arrogance of you know we've gone through med school and we know more than you do, and unfortunately they don't. And what they're doing is they're jeopardising safety over their own ego. That's Carla and Adam there. Well, Medway NHS Foundation Trust Chief Executive Jane Black has said the following. We were very sorry to hear Mr Arles's family is unhappy with the care he has received during his stay. We are talking regularly with the family about their concerns. We apologise for any distress caused to Mr Isles and his family. Kent Online reports. A bin strike in Thanet has been averted after workers accepted a new pay offer. Members of the GMB union were threatening to walk out, which would have disrupted collections. It follows 67 days of industrial action in Canterbury, which resulted in a better deal for workers. The education minister is due to appear before MPs today to answer questions about the rack concrete scandal. Holcomb Grammar School in Chatham is the latest building in Kent, which is confirmed to have the potentially dangerous material. Some areas will be out of use until repairs can be carried out during half term. Seven other schools in 
the county have also been affected. Now, if you live in Medway, you've got until the end of October to say what you think about plans to build thousands of new homes. Targets set by government mean just over 1,600 properties a year are needed in the towns between now and 2040. That's a total of 28,500. Vince Maple is the council leader. This is a really important document. It puts forward the future of Medway. The last time we had one of these agreed was back in 2003. So we've got to get on and get one put in place as soon as possible. But we want to hear from you on all aspects of it, whether it's our green spaces, our employment and opportunities for education, whether it's our housing, whether it is the spaces that we enjoy for leisure and so much more. Every aspect of life is covered by that report. We've got six weeks to come out and have your say. Make sure you do it. There'll be opportunities, not just online. There'll be face-to-face meetings across Medway. So if you want to have your say, and I urge you to do so, get involved, get in the mix. It's your plan. And we want to hear from you. Kentall 9's been told repairs to the M2 Medway Bridge should start on Saturday after specialist parts have arrived in the country. A routine inspection of the London-bound carriageway earlier this month found some of the fixings had become loose. Well, two lanes, including the exit slip at Junction 2 for Strood, will remain closed and there's also a 50-mile-per-hour speed limit. A campaign's underway to save green space in Ashford from being turned into housing. An area of land on Quantock Drive was brought by a property developer last year. But more than 100 residents have signed a petition for it to be turned into a village green. They've been telling us why they want the site saved. My parents bought the house just opposite there in 1971, so we've been connected with the area 53 years, 52 years. Um, It is a community area. People walk their dogs here, children play here. Um, It acts as a natural barrier between the road. and it, and it should be kept for the community and for, for people to enjoy. So um, there's no way that it should be developed. I don't believe that it should be changed. I think it should be left with trees and general areas for the public, all types of people to be able to wander around. I think um, because in general, Ashford itself is losing all its greenery and there's so many places being built on that when the children do start, to get bigger and everything they'll have nowhere to go it'll just be all concrete and as for us on this estate from when it started we have seven people that knew before it even had trees but now they are established and so many people come down with their visitors and everything taking dogs for a walk and just generally having a place to go without people around and being safe. Industry experts have also spoken out in favour of the land being turned into a village green. I'm Dr Jane Lovell from Canterbury Christchurch University and um, I teach destination management and creative destinations at the university and run the postgraduate programme. One of my interests and fields of expertise, I've worked in economic development before, is how we bring communities together and this green space really achieves this. It's rare that you see somebody not playing on it, children kicking a ball about, others perhaps um, celebrating the conquer season, playing under the horse chestnut trees. There are cricket matches, and we really do use this green for dog walking and other um, activities. So 
We're very excited to have a new village green and look forward to it bringing the community even closer together. Finally, Ashford Borough Councillor Andrew Buchanan is hoping the decision will go in their favour. Well, it's a very strong application. We've had an awful lot of support come through from the local residents. It's really quite incredible. And I think um, Councillor Bart said it was, it was one of the strongest applications that Kent County Council's received in a very long time. So we're hopeful we've got a good case um, and we've got lots of evidence. So we're hopeful that things will uh, go our way. You never know, quite know what will happen with these things but so, as I said we've got a good case. Um, there's a lot of trees here they've all, which have got tree preservation orders on it. It's, it is near a main road so if you were to develop it there would be an awful lot of noise for, the, for any residents and when this estate was built I understand it all the uh, house purchases were, were told that this was a part of the landscaping and was an open green. As far as we we're aware that was never actually put in writing so we're sort of uh, sorting out something that, that should have was overlooked at the time 50 years ago. And that decision is due to be made at a council meeting tomorrow. Kent Online News. £1.2 million is going to be spent on improving sea defences in part of Thanet. It's feared erosion could cause catastrophic damage, including flooding and a chance of homes falling into the water if nothing's done. Work will be carried out at Broadstairs Harbour, Viking Bay and Dumpton Gap. You can head to the website today or follow Kent Online on socials to see a picture of a headstone and flowers left at the site of a former Wilco in Ashford. The tribute was left in the taxi rank in Park Street after the store closed last week. All 400 of the retail chain are expected to close in the coming weeks. Meantime, a new centre giving children the chance to play at being grown-ups has opened in Ashford. A previously empty retail unit at Park Mile has been converted into Little Land. Natasha Miller and Susie Winchester decided to give up their jobs as teachers to set it up. Well, Natasha's been telling reporter Chantelle Weller more about it. So it's basically a role-play centre for preschool children or children under six years old. Um, so it's like a little mini little land with lots of different role play shops, um, like a little cafe, little vets, little supermarket, and the children can go in there and role play, you know, as if they were in real life situations. You used to be a primary school teacher. Yeah. Um, why did you decide sort of now is the right time to open this business? Um, and you mentioned that you've done it with your friend as well, who's also a primary school teacher. Yeah. Tell me a bit about that. Yeah. So my business partner Susie and I, both primary school teachers. She works in early years, I work in Key Stage 1. Um, we just, just the education system is changing a lot. Um, it is intense and the things that we love to do as teachers, we can't do as much. So this enabled us to take that on without the pressures of you know, government, national curriculum, Ofsted and you know, everything that comes with the teaching side of things. So we can still keep our you know, feet in doing this and working with children. Um, but yeah, just just wanted a change and, and wanted something different, really. Um, so tell me a bit about why this location in particular. Obviously, um, Park Mall is changing quite a lot recently. There have been a few businesses closed. Um, why did you think that this was an ideal spot for you? Um, I think, obviously, being in town, the traffic, um, everything that's going on in Victoria Park and down there, and the, the traffic that's coming up. Um, you know, lots of parents don't drive or on buses, so you know this ticked all those boxes really. Walk in, walk in, you know, get the bus in and drive in if they want to. 
Um, yeah, and also just because, uh, you know, the unit came up and we really liked it here. Um, so yeah, we thought it'd be a good position to mm. start with anyway. In future, sort of, if everything goes well, do you think you might look at expanding or opening more elsewhere? Yeah, we'd love to. Yeah, we've got so many ideas we'd love to do. Um, we have got an upstairs here as well, which we've been thinking about um, making maybe a sensory play um, role, a sensory play place you know so there's role play here since we play up upstairs yeah we'd love to expand maybe have big party rooms and we do do parties but we haven't got like separate rooms for the party rooms so yeah we'd love to expand and finally people living in part of kent say they're being eaten alive by mosquitoes it's become a real problem for those living near the water in sandwich with some even having to take antibiotics after having an adverse reaction to the bites well a local councillor has told kent online he's working with the local authority to see if there's any way of tackling it you can see pictures of some of those affected by clicking on the website Kent Online Sport. Cricket and club captain Sam Billings has been left out of the Kent squad for their county championship match against Somerset. He stepped down from leading the side in the four-day format back in June while Kent are travelling to Taunton for their penultimate match as they fight to stay in Division 1. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok and Threads. You can also get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing and to sign up to that you just need to head to kentonline.co.uk whilst you're on the site today you can read a special report from our reporter Davina Jethwa exploring why members of the gypsy and traveller community leave school when they're so young news you can trust this is the Kent Online podcast